0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of The Breaks Radio. I am one of your hosts, CEO Hayes, and I'm joined by my brother Baylor the Great. What's up, bro? Hey, another day, another essential dollar. <laughs> that is definitely for sure, for sure out here, man. A lot as stuff is like preparing to reopen, man, like this may be just the pessimists in me, but I'm like really, really concerned it's gonna be like a huge another huge outbreak or some shit like that.
1: Yeah. I mean, I just got, you know, a bit, a bit of excitement, but at the same time, I don't want to be selfish. Um, but that notification came in that, you know, my Lakers will be opening up practice May 16th, supposedly. Yeah. So I know they taking extra precautions and stuff like that, but for the people that is ready to get out here in these streets, I'm like, eh. yeah, you uh, know, and we, and we're getting, you know, the, the beginning of the summer starts now for us yeah you know what i'm saying so it's already a heat wave it's 95 at the house <laughs> you know what i'm saying it's 10 degrees lower in la so that 85 still hit
0: yeah it's it's weird that uh you said the lakers are getting ready to practice again because i remember like the governor or something was like there's not going to be another sporting event in the state of california until probably 2021 so uh them going back to practice is, is a little surprising but i mean it's not like it's It's the whole world coming in. So I guess that makes sense.
1: Well, I mean, technically, that still stands. I mean, I think they'll allow them to practice Mm -hmm. um, here in El Segundo. But from what I was told, either they will have the games in, in Vegas or I forgot the other option. But I know Vegas is one of the options.
0: Okay, okay. Well, I guess we'll see how that all shakes down. Like, the way that the sports world is going to rebound from all this, I'm some, I'm really interested in that because, you know, me and you are both sports people. So, yeah, it's just I, – I, I just can't wait to see it, man, because, like, NFL season is right around the corner supposedly, but it's like – I don't know, man.
1: Yeah, it's a sad thing because this is going to be, what, two years in a row that I'm not able to – we do our annual uh, guys gambling um college football opening weekend Mm -hmm. and that's looking like that's not gonna happen and that that hurts right there two years in a row sheesh
0: that's crazy bro all right enough about that Uh, we it's like we have we have a a COVID-19 update every time when we start podcasting but you know you kind of gotta have to man like with the way shit's going but let's get into these topics for this week so, the first one that we got, our first main topic for this week is Takashi announced that he uh, is gonna have an Instagram live session. The first one since he was released from prison. Um, it's I. This one may break Instagram, bro. As much as like we don't really care for Takashi or his music, you know we've never been the biggest fan of it. The people love him, and more so than that, people are going to be interested to see what he has to say. So the fact he's going live on Instagram is going to be really interesting for the platform itself. What do you think, bro? Well,
1: that was crazy because we said if he was to do an interview, yeah. who would be the first one to pick it up? Academics So look, yeah, yeah so, yeah. so you know, um, you're right. I don't really care for them, you know. A lot of people that I know don't really care for them, but they're going to tune in and see. It's like we tune in to see how bad things are or how bad things can go and see if people are still acting up. Uh point being is the the Kardashians. I cannot stand the Kardashians. Yeah. But, you know, that's a billion dollar, you know, industry that they got flowing around in that goddamn house over there. And it's because people like to see that type of content you know what i mean and he falls under that same tree and the thing is they wanted to see how is he going to continue to talk reckless yeah you know what i mean like how is he going to be you know what is his demeanor going to be his his character trait like people gonna pay attention to that so yeah cats gonna tune in
0: yeah i mean it yeah his whole like how he acts and his personality and like what he says like because my thing is, is like he if he comes right back with being like trying to be this energetic cocky ass dude is gonna be like look we don't believe you now like you need something like just rely on the music um i really hope that we're gonna get like maybe a more methodical takashi like in this interview with this instagram live where he's just really just being him more so than the character of takashi 69 but you know i guess we'll see and we'll talk about it next week after it happens i mean i i guess he can win with that
1: yeah. you know if he just came out and and was the real whatever his real name is mm-hmm. but you know ego is a mug so yeah.
0: you know yeah true so that goes down after this is released on a Thursday the live is supposed to be Friday so it'll happen after you the day after you guys are all listening to this uh let us know how you feel about it and everything else but moving in and this one I re- I put on this list it seemed like a, a kind of a weird topic for us to cover but uh rap snacks announced that they're gonna launch an app to teach people the stock market. And the reason why I put this on the list is because financial literacy is something that we don't talk about enough in our culture. I've been in the finance industry for for God, like 10 years at this point. Um and so like I I really love seeing that a black owned company is now going to create an app to help people learn the stock market. I get so many questions about like the stock market of people saying they just wish that they Uh, knew how to use it and stuff like that and shout out to dan on drugs from black law and legal eyes who does talk about a little bit on his twitter and his social media but i'm all for this for a culture bro what do you think
1: yeah i mean the crazy part is because we're in the culture Mm -hmm. we are the culture this is something that we needed I mean, I, and I I, hate to sound selfish, but this, I needed this 20, 25 years ago. Yeah. And you know, my older brothers and cousins and their older brothers and cousins needed this 20, 25 years ago, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Because everything that has happened since then, we could have been a part of. Absolutely. Absolutely, and that, that and that's when you know I was hearing a debate uh, on a fellow podcaster uh, episode, and he was saying that uh, what was it? It was something about um, you know basically what what is that 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 uh, that that mule that we're supposed to get that hundred acres we're supposed to get? Mm-hmm. Well, that's it right there. It's that yeah. knowledge. Absolutely, who's supposed to be and have had that knowledge a long time ago? You know what I mean? So. I mean, that's dope. Don't get me wrong. But mm-hmm. man, I needed that a while ago because I'm a person that wants to get into, you know, to, to stocks and and, and and the trade market and mm-hmm. stuff like that. And I don't have the full education on it. I really don't. Yeah. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, and, and like the stock market education for most people, at least that I know who are from our culture, that learned it or literally have had to teach themselves or they've hired a financial advisor with too much money and they've picked up on what they can. So to have someone, uh, like I said, a black business owner to really take, the head and say oh i'm gonna do this this is honestly something and and you know i may talk about like master p a little bit after this but somebody like master p should have done a long time ago bro because he's been on top of stuff like this like uh magic johnson magic johnson and all the theaters he owns and businesses like that he has a part of like i don't know why we don't give that part back to our culture real quick to like give discounts or bring stores and bring theaters to profit off of it but we never teach our each other and ourselves how to how to build that type of uh of generational wealth that's how you start building generational wealth these these white families that have had millions of dollars and they their kids and kids kids will never really work a full-time job if it's not outside the company they own it's because of the stock market so teaching our our culture that is like going to be at the forefront for me and then you know this it's funny that this news came the same day that like master p posted a video with little romeo on their icon noodles and just saying how people question what's in black products more than the white one like people have never even questioned who the uh ceo of, of ramen noodles is and it's just like this is the stuff that i'm glad that we're getting now but like you said bro we should we we needed this 20 30 years ago man yep yeah. yeah, but I mean, look, we're getting it now, so yeah, true. We got to run with it. True, true, true. All right, man. Moving into the next one. Uh, apparently, and this is somebody that always seems to pop in. Um, it's like we, he pops in in clusters. Kodak Black, he'll pop in like two weeks in a row on our on our thing, and then disappear for a while. But now he says that he was beaten up by seven prison guards um, while he was locked up, and this comes right after, or uh, well, right before, news of another black man getting shot, which we can talk about if you want to talk about. I'm a bit sad about that i try not to talk about it but what do you think about kodak black getting uh possibly beaten up behind prison man
1: um and just keeping my 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 personal feelings uh aside Mm -hmm. that's something that happens every day yeah to tell you the truth and that that was just one that was documented you know what i mean or that was spoken on Mm -hmm. um that's that type of culture that goes on in there, Hayes. I can't, you know what I'm saying? I don't want it to happen to anybody. Yeah. The shit that goes on in prison and inside these jails is uh, is beyond, you know, that shit is rough, you yeah. know? Uh, it, it's a reason why, you know, when we see the police behind us, it, it's not just fearing for our lives from them. It's like, yo... Even if they don't pull out their gun and shoot us, Mm -hmm. it's a possibility that we'll be cubbed and we'll be taken to that animal house. You know what I mean? I've been there for three. I've been in there for three days before, and that was the longest three days of my life, the longest three days of my life. And I don't want to go back. (laughs) Nobody wants to be in that situation. You're in there. Everybody in there is an enemy. Everybody, even the people that's on your side, because it's all about trust. It's all about personal space and all that. So, I mean, I, I can't say that I feel bad for him. It's just the fact that that's the type of shit that goes on in that culture.
0: Yeah, and then, you know, Kodak, Black, like, he he just really needs leadership. I wouldn't be surprised if he was in there talking shit because he's a hothead and all that stuff. But like even, you know, not mm-hmm. even just to mention the bad, he just donated, I think it was like $70,000 to COVID-19 relief in, in some city or something. So, like, he it's he's not – it's like it's it's under the surface with him, bro. Like, there's something in there with him that I feel like really – may want to do better he just doesn't know how he hasn't been given the 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 uh, guidance or the leadership to be able to like really know better sometimes i think he's a he's still really young i can't remember how old he is he's like 26 27 if that yeah well i mean remember remember we
1: spoke somewhat similar to this not us but the culture in general, when when Busey was that when Boosie was that age, mm-hmm. and he was going off, and he came back like a whole totally different person. Not to say that you have to go to jail or prison to change, yeah. But at that age, you are acting reckless. You know what I'm saying? Depending mm-hmm. on how heavy your name is in, the, in your particular streets and your area that you're in you're probably going to talk a lot because your name holds, holds a lot of weight. Yeah. But at the same time, some of those decisions that you're making, you know what I mean, and some of the cats that's hanging around you, like the person that recorded him saying that foul stuff about Laura London, you know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, you can't have those type of cats around you, you know what I mean? So, yeah, it is about being young. Yeah. But you're also an entertainer, though. And if you're smart enough to know what, to, you know, if you're smart enough to be aware of what's going on in the world, you're smart enough to, to understand like the consequences. Yeah. Yeah. So and some of it is like just not caring, and then some of it is just being young.
0: Well, there you have it. Yeah, I mean, young and dumb, and also like like you said, surrounding yourself with the right people. Because some people are young and dumb, but they have mature people around them, or they at least have that some, that person who they listen to is going to be like, "Nah, man, that's not that you sh- you shouldn't do that." Fifty had it. Like as much as we talk about fifty being a high head, but like there were certain people around him that kept him from doing certain things. Just when he got big enough, he just didn't give a shit. Um, go go ahead. I was going to say perfect
1: example. What's the young girl, the young black girl name that was an executive producer for, um, I forgot what movie it was. But it was a young black girl. Golly. (laughs) I forgot her name, but she was in, she was in the movie with, I can't think of it right now, but she was an executive producer for her own movie. Mm. Um, And I mean, I just showed you the people that, I mean, of course that, that has a lot to do with upbringing. Yeah. But that's also about the people that's surrounding you.
0: Facts. That's one hundred percent true. So I guess we'll see, man. Uh, you know, prayers out to him. If I uh, hope, hopefully, he's reco- recovering because getting beaten by seven people is never going to be pretty. So hopefully, he's recovering all right, and you know, hopefully, he can do better and and get out this bid and you know, be a smarter, better version of himself. Um, but to get into music news and on the lighter side in the next couple of topic topics, something that was actually on our sheet last week, but we completely skipped it. I guess it was me because I, I run the conversation, so that's on me. Tiana Taylor says her new album is done. The last album was a complete shit show as far as the release um the the album was okay it wasn't as good as her previous album to me but i really hope this album has less kanye on it that's my opinion what do you think about Tiana taylor and the new oh, album? Did, Wait, she had a, she
1: had a did she have like a an altercation with kanye about the whole
0: release yeah yeah it it came like i think it took like two or three months after that album came out and she was doing an interview and she didn't mention how that album wasn't picked by her. She didn't pick the songs that made that album. She
1: didn't have any creative yeah, control. Yeah, creative control.
0: Like... And that's the thing that, like, when she signed with good music, I immediately was like, yeah, work with Kanye is going to be all right. It's going to be great. And then Kanye was on the whole seven-track seven album thing. Um right. and he was really, like, in his in, – he thought he was in his creative bag then with that seven-track album thing. But I really think, like – Tiana Taylor needs to get away from Kanye, in my opinion. Like to get the best music out of her. Like when you listen to what's her album before that was it called like Seven. I know it had like a, a simple name. I think it was like called Seven or something like that. Um, the fact that she was working with more producers. She's a very talented artist, but I think she's one of those artists that you you can only executive produce her so much. You have to just put her in the right situations and let her cook what she's going to cook up. Because if you try to control her too much, you take away some of that specialness. Some of the stuff that makes her special as an artist. What do you think?
1: I mean, that could be the downfall of a lot of uh, a lot of uh, artists is that if you just stick with just one producer, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: you know, you know, don't get me wrong. Like you can't go wrong with a Pharrell and you can't go wrong with a Dre. But it's like, damn, like you will want to hear certain tracks produced by different, you know, different uh, producers for a particular artist. You know what I mean? It's dope when you heard that, you know, Dre got a beat for Jay. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Or or what if, you know, if Manny Fresh had a beat for, you know, just, you know, for DMX or something like that? Like, you want to mm-hmm. see that different type of variety, but, you know, some cats get stuck, <laughs> get stuck in that, you know, stuck, stuck yeah. in that mold with, with the same producers or whatever. And, um, are no, you right? You got it. Sometimes you got to get away from that, uh, from from uh, from the main cat. You got to get away from Kanye. As crazy as that sounds, mm-hmm. like
0: nah, it just didn't work out. You know what I mean? Yeah. And you know the thing that's funny is like when you look at what what Kanye did with like a John Legend, like he's shown that he can work with R and B artists and produce great music. But people like sometimes two great people just can't make music. Like when you look at Dr. Dre and The Firm, they're like on paper you would think that would have been a classic hip hop album. But it wasn't mm-hmm. like sometimes just great, great artists can't work with great artists. So you know, uh, yeah, I, I'm I'm always gonna be excited for what Tiana Taylor does. Even even with that album kind of being what it was, we still got the track with uh, Wu Tang on it, even though it was a remix. I'm, I'm at a loss for the name of it now. So like, she always has a uh, a certified hit on everything she does. I just wish that we we got more consistent work out of her. Her visuals are always dope as well. Oh, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah. Well, they. That our videos is up there it goes yeah, yeah yeah all right so in the in the thing that i'm calling the the the, the uh sweet potatoes and mac and cheese instagram live battle we got erica badu and jill scott
1: oh man <laughs> the, the amount of incense ashes that will be inside of these households you know what i mean like I, you know what? I, that's another win for the culture. I've been hearing a lot of. I'm on Jill's side. I'm on, on I'm on Erica's side. Look, I'm on both their sides. Okay, <laughs> you know what I mean. Both of them have. They got that that very raw sex appeal. Very blunt. Um, natural. Like it just smells good when you walk in a house. Smells like cocoa butter, like damn cocoa oh. butter and vanilla beans, some <laughs> shit like that. Like it's something um i'm ready for it boy when i see erica walking in street naked oh my lord man let me tell you man let okay me tell so i mean you.
0: outside outside of of them honestly being two of the most beautiful black women in history on this planet the music like this, like I don't want to just make it about the way they look, because the music that these two women have made over the course of their career is spiritual. Like, even though they may not have the biggest mainstream hits all the time. But when you listen to an Erica Badu and a Jill Scott track, you feel something every single time. And for that to be captured on an Instagram live battle, like more power to them. Um, Like and I and I really think that the, that both of those women are show showmen. So we're gonna get mm-hmm. like uh, entertaining. They're gonna talk to. I don't know if it's gonna be more like the the RZA, uh battle where they were like talking and giving the story of each song and what in what went into it, or if we're gonna get like not not necessarily some cattiness, but uh, like they they understand what the culture is and the fact that we that it is competitive. So I don't know, man. I just think this. I think this this is probably gonna be the best one, bro.
1: I think, and that's and, and you made a
0: good point. Like it's not it's not about their look.
1: It just makes it easier. Exactly. You know, when it's easier, when it's easy on the eyes and easy on the ears as well, it's like that's a great combination. They got hits. They got classic. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about classic hits. So I'm ready for that. It, it's going to be interesting to how they present it. You know what I mean? Because yeah. we haven't seen this. We haven't seen this type of matchup yet.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, I really, I really, really hope, bro, that we get Missy and Eve or somebody, Missy and somebody. Like, I really would hope. That we get them, you know, there's already been talk like maybe uh, Moe, not Moesha, goddamn, I almost called that woman Moesha, Monica, and Brandy. Oh um, boy, it like it, I really do love, I would love to see the women get more involved in this, even a little Kim and Missy, uh, Missy Elliott, with washer. But even, even that, just to see the women be represented more is something that I'm all for, you know. what? If they can get it for the culture, fuck it. Give me Cardi B and Nicki and Nicki Minaj. Like give like I want to I want to see the womanness. That might on this. that might that might break the internet. Yeah. That might break IG. Yeah, yeah. For sure. Who you got winning this though, man? Who who's your official pick?
1: I might have to go with I'm a, for some reason when I first seen the battle, uh when I seen the poster, I said I think Jill going to get her. But then I think I think Erica got her. You think I think so? Erica go? Yeah, fourth quarter, she's going to be shooting free throws to ice the game. Probably win by like 3.
0: Okay. I, I I I this is super close for me. Like I was sitting here thinking this after I sent the list, I've been thinking this since it was announced, like who's going to win. I've gone back and forth about three or four times, but I think Jill Scott's going to pull this out cuz I think like if I if I'm thinking of a Erica Badu playlist because this is essentially what this is. It's taking the hits and making a playlist out of it. A uh, Erica Badu playlist. In a Jill Scott playlist. Where I am in my life right now, Jill Scott would hit more. If I was still in my mm. early weed head twenties, Erykah Badu all day long. So, like for me personally right now, I got Jill Scott winning. Right. Okay. I, I mean, I could dig that. I mean, like it can go either way
1: for me. Okay. You know, it, it can definitely go either way. But for some reason, I feel like is gonna pull this out. Um, God, those lips, though. I, right. I, I,
0: that melanin dripping off right. that man. Like, come on, man. Yeah, I'm, I'm here for it, though. I'm yeah, here for it. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'll see you in it because I know you're going to be in it watching. It. I'll see you there. We'll, we'll, we'll be will No, I might even walk
1: outside and smoke
0: a cigarette. I don't <laughs> even, even
1: smoke cigarettes.
0: Man, well, there you have it on that, man. We're going to get into our first break. When we come back, we're going to talk about some new music and probably going to review a surprise album that you didn't think we'll, we'll be reviewing on this platform. We'll be right back after this. I don't know how you felt when you saw this on here, and I'm going to go ahead and have an admission right heading into this segment. I am a JoJo fan, and -hmm. you can can say whatever you want. I consider most of her music R&B. She has a beautiful Mm -hmm. voice. So we're reviewing JoJo, Good to Know. What do you think about the album? Did you listen to it? What do you think about JoJo as an artist? Because this is somebody we've never, never talked about before, so I'm interested to hear your perspective. To think about it's not about it,
1: jo- it's not about JoJo personally. Mm-hmm. I listen to R&B in general. Okay. So it doesn't matter where it's coming from. Okay. You know what I mean? And I, and I search R&B crates damn near almost every day. Because I'm looking just for new tracks, not necessarily new albums. Because mm. the last R&B album that I really dove into was probably Neo's last album. And it had like 20-some tracks. Okay. Um, it's hard to find a great R&B album. But is is I it's easier to find great R and B tracks.
0: Yeah. If that makes that, any that sense. That makes a lot of sense to you.
1: So I went through her I went through her album. I couldn't find anything that stuck. You know, okay. she made she could she could sing. Mm-hmm. The tracks were solid, but it wasn't anything and I'm a real tough one to please because I love a lot of melody. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah, and that's and fair. also and, and sometimes the production plays into it as well. Um I listened to the uh, the track that she had with uh uh Tory Lane mm-hmm. and what was his name? 30 Rock. Yeah. Um it was all it was okay. Like it was it was good. It was it was good, but it wasn't nothing that I that I took away from it. No tracks did I take away from it. I'll try it again later on, but no, outside of that one track, I didn't find anything that that stood out.
0: See for me, this is and this and people are gonna crush me for this because I know he's been invited to the barbecue for 20 years. JoJo is the white Justin Timberlake to me. Like, she gets, she, she, the way that she crafts her music and the way that her voice is so sultry and soulful that comes out of her, like, she gets the same pass Justin Timberlake gets for me. I've literally been a fan of her voice because that, since like 2004, I think that's when her first album came out. Like, I noticed something in that, in that, that I was like, this girl can sing. I wasn't the biggest fan of the music itself then, but to see her, develop into an r&b artist like she has this song with pj morton that's just to me is like uh the shit like and that's what solidified like me standing for her almost is close to that what i'll say out of this album i'm not saying it's great i'm not saying this r&b classic but in the day and age to where we don't get much great r&b music you can listen to this. I think most people can listen to this, and especially if you're not a JoJo fan, just because of the way she looks and and she came in as like the pop princess or whatever, you would be pleasantly surprised by this if you haven't been paying attention to her music. The song um, "So Bad," I'm down with. Um, like you said, the one comeback with Tory Lanes is solid. Mm-hmm. Um, "Lonely Hearts." I like that one. Um it's only a, a what a 9 or 10 track album. So the fact that mm-hmm. I the fact that I took away probably four tracks from it to me is 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 enough to say that you should probably listen to it cuz if you get one more than me, then it it'll be more than worth your time. It's worth a listen to especially since we're all stuck at home. It's not going to like convert a whole bunch of people to JoJo fans, but I really think that if you enjoy good R&B music, this this is a, a nice one for you to listen to.
1: I will go back through it though. I'll definitely go back through it tonight. Elevate it. Okay. So and give it a different different type of feel to it. Yeah. So again, I'll check
0: it out. But the thing is, she can sing. Yeah.
1: He definitely can sing. Yeah. You know, that's you that's not a
0: question. You can't take that away from her at all. That woman got a voice on her to come out of that yeah. little body and it's like where did all that soul come from? Like, yo, did you, I don't even know where she's from. She got to be from somewhere in the South or her parents are from the South. Like she, she, she got some of that cornbread and mac and cheese in her, bro. <laughs> but you know, that, that's, that's our alternative pick. Like I had, I had to put that on here, man. I was really, I was really wondering when I said this, I'm like, either I'm going to get a text or when we were recording, everybody's going to be looking at me like, why is this on our list? So I'm not going to lie to you
1: when I seen it, <clears throat> when I seen it, because I was prepared uh-huh. As soon as that shit dropped, I was prepared to talk about the album that we're about to talk about now. Okay. But when I seen that under it, I was like, all right, let me go check it out then. You know <laughs> what I'm saying? And then I'm like, it's R&B, so I'm straight to it. I yeah. would definitely go check out an R&B album before I check out a hip-hop album yeah. any time, because R&B, is that's just my heart right there.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's our generation, bro. Like, it's it, it's something about a, a, just a good R&B track, man. It hits like nothing else. You can hit me with mm-hmm. bars all day long and a great freestyle. I'm going to be there, and I'm going to love it. But it's something about just sitting back and taking in some really good R&B music, man.
1: Because you can find some bars anywhere, though. Yeah. Yeah. but you can't find great R&B. Yeah. Because we already know, honestly, you had to be that creative, mm-hmm. or you had to go through that much pain to 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 put out some great content like that and it seemed like now like you you niggas are scared to date so y'all can't get no we can't get no good content until y'all get into a relationship and yeah. break up you know shout out to Adele I know you've seen that
0: yeah oh and she shaved her head that album finna be fire
1: hey let me and let me tell you for, for all for all the women out there you know I I like a woman with some meat on her bones you know what I'm saying and you know my my, my 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 wife is 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 somewhat tall, and we're on our weight loss journey. But you know, I like that food. But <laughs> th- th- this new Adele, man, I ain't gonna. Hey, look, that divorce. I I can't speak on that. That's some personal stuff.
0: But shit, that divorce whooped her ass because she is in shape shape. Yeah, yeah. Oh man, uh, but let's let's not get into creep mode because me me you are gonna have to have a separate podcast that we call like the Creep Cast where we just like do our thing like we we man- Hey, we just respect you, ladies.
1: That's all it is. <laughs> it's all I respect. I'm
0: just looking. But the next album, the one that people all expect us to talk about, Drake Dark Lane demo tapes, randomly dropped this album. People didn't didn't expect it at all. Man, that shit wasn't
1: random. He dropped that shit right after uh, Beyonce and Meg dropped that uh, remix. He ain't slick. That shit was trash. He recorded tracks. He thirsty. He made the tissy slide for the TikTok. We already know what that was. Don't (laughs) get me wrong. I appreciate you, Drake. Because now I got some more in-depth tutorials on how to do the moonwalk. But outside of that, man, come on, bro. Y'all got to stop standing for this nigga. Like, heroes make mistakes. And y'all hero made a mistake, okay? And shit wasn't nothing. Most of these tracks, if I'm not mistaken, I'm not a Drake fan. So I thought it was something new. But from what I've heard, some of these tracks was already dropped. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: Get Bro, that shit out
1: of here. Drake man. is
0: Drake is the master at like, and this is what I've always said about Drake. It's not even his him, it's his fans, but like that that I really distest, detest. But he is a smart ass businessman. To come out with it to drop a mixtape that you already know. Regardless of what you dropped, it was gonna it was gonna make noise to, of of pre of pre done shit. Like I'm thinking, like when this when they said a new Drake album drop, I'm like, see, he been locked up. He he went in the booth. He came out with some shit. I'm listening to this and looking at it like, bro, some of these tracks are like legit, like like three four years old. Man. Like, and they eat it up. And and and, the, and then you know, yeah, these people. Drake, are eating, these Drake like, shit is solid. What's solid about this. That night that night on Twitter, and it's not even women anymore. Like it's dudes too. Like they're like, oh. He he got a classic on his hands. Like did this? I'm looking at this. Like what? It's never. It's
1: never women with me. It's all male. It's all male. I got a whole group chat. I got a whole group chat outside of my original one that said, "Man, this
0: this shit fire." Drake came with it when three years ago. Listen and, and shout out to Scoop Grady from the Inside Scoop. Shout out! I'm gonna pull this for the clip, Scoop. I know you a big Drake fan, but this shit is trash, bro. This is y'all gotta stop falling for this shit, man. Like my yeah, they love and, that nigga too much, And, bro. I, and I know they they're gonna hear them. They're much. gonna hear it and be like, oh, they're just Drake haters and not like I've said before. As an artist, I respect Drake. It's his fans, bro. Like, when you when you blow so much smoke, smoke up somebody's ass, like, it's just like, look, I'm tired of y'all, and now I'm tired of him, too. Like, if it wasn't for him having such a fan base that just acts like everything he does is the fucking bee's knees, bro, it'd be like, oh, he's cool. But since everything he does, like, has to be out, be out to be made, like, it's this groundbreaking shit, it's like, y'all need to shut the fuck up. Like, for real. You know how I know niggas be lying?
1: Because when he did put out Scorpion, and he had that track with MJ on there, mm-hmm. Niggas wasn't feeling that at all. At all. They wasn't feeling that at, at all. all. You know what I mean? But that was a hot... At the time, it was like, nigga, drop that score. Man, come on. Bro. Like, niggas will take an L. You know, yeah. Scoop Dog got an album out there that it didn't do too good. You know what I mean? And that was and that was at the height of his career. You know what I mean? So, like, niggas take L's, bro. They take L's, but y'all can have them. What's his name? Scoop B? Scoop Scoop Grady. Scoop Grady. Scoop Grady? Look, you can have them. <laughs> You can have them. You can have them. You can have them. That's what you want. But I'm gonna tell you this, and it's just like the the debate. I know you seen the debate about uh, LL Cool J saying that. Yeah. I mean, well, not LL Cool J, but yo, he he paved the the way. He, he made it. Did. He absolutely so, did. So, but
3: yeah,
0: but this is the thing, though. This is the thing, though. Like, nah, I'm gonna leave them niggas alone. Y'all can have Drake. Y'all can have them. Yeah. How Y'all many how many them. trash bags are you giving this album, though, bro? And JoJo because we didn't give JoJo trash bags. So how many trash bags are you giving each album? That shit didn't make it to my house.
1: <laughs> it didn't make it to my house. You don't deserve a trash bag. You know what? And I'm going to say this to all you Drake fans. He's better than that. That's true. I can tell you that. He's way better than that. He's very, uh, he's very talented. He's one of the best pop artists I've ever seen.
0: That's a fact. So shout out to the Aubrey's Angels that are listening to this. Like, um we're sorry that if you guys turn off the podcast after this, but yeah, yo, uh, I will, du- I double dog dare nigga try to fight me over Aubrey. I will,
1: <laughs> oh my lord, please. <laughs> I can understand about Beyonce, even though that's a little bit, that's a bit a little crazy. Yeah, you know what I'm saying, Rihanna. That's valid. I'll fight for Rihanna. Yeah, but Aubrey, if you niggas try to fight me over, Ar- I'm telling. <laughs> I'm telling. I'm gonna tell your parents. I'm gonna tell your parents. I'm gonna tell your parents. You fighting over a Canadian. I'm telling. (laughs) That's what they doing. Hey, they out here fighting over a Canadian.
0: All all right, I'm cool. Oh man. All right. Well, we we. This like Michael Jackson. Come on, man. (laughs) We are going to get into our last break. When we come back after this, we're actually gonna be talking about the last dance. We'll see you right after this.
1: y'all be letting this nigga get away with some shit boy
3: i swear to god this is Ms. 100 and this is lady t and we are the The hood Hood geniuses Geniuses podcast Podcast. every monday we are releasing an episode so make sure y'all stay tuned and you can follow us on twitter at hood geniuses pod on facebook hood geniuses podcast and on ig hood geniuses pod and make sure y'all subscribe to our YouTube page so y'all can see us live and in the flesh. Yeah, and uh, we don't need Lady T to knock and buck for <laughs> y'all to start listening to us. You know what I'm saying? So don't make Lady T knuck and buck. Hey, listen, I mean, eventually, you know what I'm saying? Lady T is getting up in age, so it may be, I may be in my wheelchair on my cane. I don't know. But I will get to you. <laughs> yeah, so make sure y'all do that. Hit that subscribe button, follow, and y'all can email us at hoodgenius.com pod at gmail.com
0: all right bro man we're back uh me and you both sports and uh sports fans um basketball fans history of the game all that um so something that we actually got asked our thoughts about i mean we'll probably talk about it next week as well so mary can give her thoughts because the series isn't over yet but thoughts on the last dance from the start up until this point now we've had six episodes so far four more left to go what do you think about the documentary so far
1: uh, one thing is, th- and definitely from the last two episodes, uh, the one thing that I'm taking it from all this, and you know, I know MJ is an executive uh, producer on the show, mm-hmm. so I got to tip my hat to him touching certain topics and being real with it. Yeah. The one thing that stands out though, besides the Scotty contract, besides them getting, you know, showing a, a deeper and depth side of Phil Jackson, and how it correlates with uh, with Rodman. You know what I mean? And showing the the dysfunctional family that was built uh, within that time period. It showed how human Michael Jordan really was. When I seen him go back to that hotel, I seen a I seen so much stress on that man's face because this is a guy that and it's a lot of it's a lot of celebrities that go through this. But at the time, nobody was as. Polarizing as Michael Jordan was on the planet, this is a man that can't go to a store by himself. Yeah, he can't walk anywhere by himself without fifty million questions being asked. Uh, autographs, handshakes, pictures, etc. You know, his 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 getaway was his cigars, was his drinking, was going to the casino to a, a secret location to gamble, was going to the golf course. You know what I mean? There's a, there's a clip in there where he just shooting his shit. You know what I'm saying? With his teammates, and then the camera crew, the camera crew comes in there and he's like, oh shit. There, you know, there goes the fun right there. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it's like you could just sense the, that frustration. You know what I mean? A lot of shit in the documentary thus far we knew about if you followed the Bulls. Yeah. Um, but there's also a lot of stuff that's that we didn't know that, you know, we just didn't know. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And you know, I cover, I cover shout out to the Lehman Brothers, uh, happy uh the sports happy hour we cover every episode every week and we, we switch platforms every week Okay, and, and we break it down and things like that. But we also kind of predict what's going to happen on the next episode. Mm. You know what I mean? Uh, so, you know, we, we know they got to bring up the baseball. We know they got to bring up uh, his father's death and, with him being the reason why I brought up him being an executive producer, because I want to see if he brings up his divorce. because That was a high profile divorce. And I want to see if he brings up his father's death being tied into his gambling. That yeah. conspiracy. You know, and the only reason why I say that is because of how real he's been.
0: Yeah. And I've I've criticized this uh, documentary, at least up to the first four episodes, with them seeming like they're dancing around how much of an asshole Michael Jordan could be. Like, there's stories, like, because I'm a Chicago... I got on Chicago's Bulls. I didn't even do that on purpose. Like, I'm a a Chicago Bulls fan my whole life. Like, legit. My dad's from Chicago. I was born and raised on the Bears, the Bulls, and the White Sox. So... You can see where I'm at with... (laughs) I feel you. Um, So... Like, I, I've known and, re- and seen the stories of, like, like yeah, they're going to talk about him punching Steve Kerr by the previews, but that's not the only you know time that. he's physically assaulted one of his teammates. He's played practical jokes. Like, he's, he's kicked people off buses and, like, made them catch taxis and shit. Like, Michael Jordan has done some asshole shit that if social media was around back then, that his squeaky clean image cuz they even talked about it in the last episode like he had such a squeaky clean image until the um the gambling thing like that shit would have been shattered way before then if if, if but the if, thing yeah. is though i can't fully blame him because you are who you are but the
1: media portrays you as something else this was the biggest this, this was the biggest milking of all time in sports yeah. they had to ride that mj train he generated Absolutely. so much money for yeah. Gatorade McDonald's, Nike, like these are huge brands. Going yeah. to Space Jam, you gotta milk that. So that I you know, wanna be like Mike? Bro, that was hypnotizing to a lot of kids. And even to a lot of kids, not even in that in the areas that we grew up in. That that went to that message went to kids across the nation. So they created this whole image, this perfect image of MJ, and he knew he wasn't that nigga. Yeah. <laughs> He knew it, and it became so frustrating because you can't get away from who you really are. You know what I mean? And that's not to say that who you really are is a bad person. You know what I mean? If you like cigars, if you like drinking, that's your personal preference. Nobody cares about that. But because he did it behind the scenes, it was looked at as a bad because they only showed images of him smoking and drinking yeah. after a
0: championship. That is true. That is true. You
1: know what I mean? Yeah. They didn't show it when he's just out there on the on on the private jet, you know, making jokes and clowning people and shit like that. They didn't want to show that. Now it's being shown. Yo, he's a regular human being. The nigga might be superhuman on that court. Yeah but off the court he's just one of
0: us. Yeah, and I think it's important it's important to point out like I always try to do things on both sides like while I point out like I want to see some of the stuff that that like we've heard about or people who follow the bulls or Michael Jordan like knows that he's done that's negative. Also, I want to point out that that he brought the best, like whatever he did, worked because he brought the best out of a lot. Like, hell would be would B. J. Armstrong have ever been an All Star if it wasn't for playing with Michael Jordan? Probably not. Yo, not at all, not exactly. at all. I would say I would say this: his
1: leadership on the court, I can't, exactly. you can't argue with that. Yeah. But it was. I do believe this. I believe MJ was. I I believe he was a regular nigga. Oh yeah,
3: for and sure. What I
1: mean by that, and, and what I mean by that is, I believe he did keep Isaiah off that team. Yeah. Oh yeah. I I, yeah. I believe wholeheartedly he made the decision to keep him off the team, so he could have got Scotty a better contract. Absolutely. If 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 I, if, I think if he, Michael Jordan
0: said it, it would have been done.
1: Period. Of point blank. It would have. That and that's all I was saying. I understand that the blame can go towards the. The quote unquote uh, agent, and you could blame Scotty for putting pen to the paper, but no, bro. If y'all trying to keep this family together, Mm -hmm. on the court family that is, MJ can make it happen. MJ was twice in that documentary. Documentary was compared to Jesus himself, Mm -hmm. and the thing is, so when you
0: Go go ahead. I was just gonna say I want to point out the fact that also I understand it from his standpoint because if you if you went to my, uh, to Jerry Ryan's door for Jerry Krause and said, "Look, no, y'all need to give Scotty more money." Who's to say that every player who want more money would not be like, "Hey, hey, MJ, can you can you can you go talk to Jerry for me so I can get a little?" It a seemed little like money?
1: it seemed like they was scared to ask him for, uh, ask him about anything because ready yeah. Brown was scared to ask him for a goddamn extra ticket to the game. That's what
0: I'm, <laughs> crazy, man. Crazy, bro. But go they ahead. No, they man. look. He,
1: he was the most powerful cat in that organization by far because he was the most polarizing person on the planet. Once MJ retired and he said that, look, I'm not playing for anybody else but Phil, mm-hmm. like that's when the Bulls became the bad guy because you're losing one of the. Bu- one of the all-time greats. So, like, don't don't give me that he couldn't do this and he couldn't do that. I say the same thing for Bron. You know, you can't have it on one side and on, and on the other side say, no, Bron can't do this. Yeah. Bron, for years, they've been saying Bron picks his teammates. Brian picks his coaches. Yeah. So you can't tell me he does
0: they don't have a certain level of power. Yeah.
1: Absolutely. Do, this is a players' do, league.
0: Man. They this is a players man. league, bro. More so than any yeah. other league in the, in in I honestly think in any other professional sports. Baseball is kind of close. Uh be, uh football, we all know football, they treat their players like they, they'll cut you at any time, no matter who you are. Unless you unless yeah. you're like Tom Brady, Brett Favre, or somebody, you get cut at any time. But uh, the, yo, any it yo and Brady is with the Bucks now, so exactly, that is just <laughs> exactly. But <laughs> like with you can't even, you can't even retire with your favorite franchise. That's what I'm saying. But in the NBA, it is a players' league, bro. And you know MJ is uh, controlled it more than anyone. Like even LeBron and all the power that he has, it's like he doesn't have his. I can tell you right now, he doesn't have the power that MJ had. MJ could have made anything happen. He he wanted to period, and that's even on, like, you see it on the Olympic team, like, he's being so petty that he's, like, because, fucking, Ma- Magic Johnson wasn't even playing basketball when they did the, dream, the, I don't know if it was Dream Team 1 or Dream Team 2, but he was playing on the Olympic team, he was like, nah, this is East only, like, Magic wasn't even playing for the Lakers, but just because he was a Laker at, at any point, and on in the Western Conference, like, MJ's crazy, bro, MJ's crazy, like, yeah. yeah. yeah.
1: But, I mean, the thing is, nothing kills me more than Jordan fans, bronze fans, and Drake
0: fans, they killed me. Kobe All fans day. are decent, man. Like it's so funny that Kobe fans aren't cra- have never been batshit ass crazy like MJ and LeBron fans, bro. But you, but that's because that's that's because we respect Michael Jordan yeah. and we respect
1: we would respect LeBron. And the thing is, like we know the difference. We know MJ came before Kobe. We know LeBron is a totally different player from Kobe you know what i'm saying and i'm i personally don't have mj as the best player of all time without bringing up kareem mm, but okay. at the same time i can't sit up there and say well no he don't get it not like yeah i can if the world say mj is the best all right let's go with it me personally i can't see how you can skip over bill russell and kareem but that's just my take a lot of people are going to argue because well we never really seen them play uh, and 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 kareem lost uh, a couple, uh, you know, they, he lost in the finals before, mm-hmm. and it's like, well, he been to more finals than MJ. I'm pretty sure if, if MJ was smart enough to know, if he played for another coach and without Scotty, he wasn't going to be able to win either.
0: He didn't. That He's didn't never ha- won a title without Scottie Pippen, and that's something that well, I, I that I love that they pointed out in the first couple episodes because as great as as great as Michael Jordan was, he still needed another great player with him to be able to win six titles.
1: Off top, off top, but that's the only. Hey, look, I'm not going to lie. Shout out to Chicago, the city of Chicago. They need that. Because outside of those six, ain't much to talk about. We got a couple of Derrick Rose highlights.
0: Yeah.
1: And prior to that, if niggas was, you probably can sit court side for $22.
0: Man, listen.
1: So, I mean, shout out. Tough. But it's I'm just saying, though, uh, at, this, at this point, I like this documentary because it's bringing him down to a human level. Man. Of course, what he did was unmatched. Unmatched what he did on the court. But we got to be realistic about some of this shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And they trying to, like, excuse his off-the-court shit for what he did on the court. You can't really do that. You can't. We, we know how great he was, yeah. but they're tying everything into it. Like, LeBron is, he's doing it on the court and off the court. You know, Kobe did it on the court and off the court. There's a lot of players that did it on the court and off the court. MJ, his only downfall was him being himself and not being who people thought he
0: was. And there you go, like humanizing people, especially from the era before we had social media and the access we do is always going to garner a bunch of response and a bunch of wows, especially if people weren't following it closely um, back then. Uh, One thing that I do want to end this on before we go ahead and go is they started this off with Kobe. And what I'll say is that you know, that's already going to get people, especially we're still fresh. I, we still haven't recovered. I don't think as a culture from the loss of Kobe Bryant, but I think one thing to do is to point out the special relationship that Michael Jordan and Kobe had. I think also at some point we're going to see that Kobe and LeBron had a very similar one, but I really, I really, I'm glad that they, that they put that moment out there of like humanizing Kobe and humanizing uh, MJ to, to, the fact of like him showing him the fadeaway And like, you got you got to feel their legs. And it's like, what the hell does that mean? Like, all that uh that their the relationship was special and i for one didn't understand how special it was until like recently in the last few years when kobe after kobe retired and he's talked more and more about it but i'm glad that they were that they put kobe bryant there and this uh last episode was actually uh dedicated to him as well
1: the, the cool
0: part about it is when when
1: when And I'm going to say MJ fans, and I'm going to say Bron fans as well. When they hear about the stuff that Kobe was doing outside of basketball mm-hmm. recently, it's like, yo, the the one thing when they start these debates, the first thing that they go to is Shaq. Well, you he got he got Shaq kicked off the team. Uh, they shipped him out because of Kobe. Okay, you fast forward, and this is the cat that kept a relationship with Shaq. Not only that, he kept a relationship with Shaq's son. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And it's like you don't have that and Shaq has came out and said, "Yeah, everybody had at some point had tension with each other." And when you're two alphas, of course you're going to, you know what I mean? When you look at the Bulls, MJ just didn't say anything to Scotty until the documentary came out and said, "Yo, he was selfish." Yeah. You know what I mean? So but you didn't see that cuz that didn't get leaked out. But we in LA, a lot of these dramas on TV, baby. So, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Shaq wasn't afraid to speak to the media. And Kobe apparently wasn't afraid to speak to the media either. And that's just how it was. But when you look at the behind the scenes and when you hear these cats talk about each other, that starts to eliminate some of that debate. Like, nah, these cats were really cool. We always try. It's, it's the fans that always try to put these cats, you know, against each other. But When you hear MJ talking about Kobe in the Eastern locker room, like, yeah, that young Lakers cat going to try to go at everybody. He's talking about himself. This is, MJ is talking about himself. This is what MJ was yeah. doing when he first came in the league, went at everybody. So, you know, that, the whole debate between those three players is dead. Yeah,
0: yeah, for sure. Um, more documentaries. Sign us up for more shit like this. Like, they've been sitting on this footage, bro, for 20 some years, man. I'm glad this is finally coming out. No telling what else we're going to get now. Because of this, bro, we're going to get footage I wouldn't be surprised if they got footage from Ma- from Magic Johnson and Larry Bird that they just haven't released that's going to be in, like, black and white or some shit. We're going to get more and more. This may be a whole new series for uh, ESPN. Kind of how, like, 30 for 30 started, and it-, it was meant to be a one-off, and now it spun off into this whole thing. I wouldn't be surprised if this, like, becomes a new thing that they do every year. We're going to get, like, a documentary for, like, the next five, year- five years or and so. Yeah and they
1: know it. it's so many stories to tell not just outside of the NBA you still got college you still got high school mm-hmm. you still got you know different sports the NFL the MLB so many stories to tell the thing that we respect the most is when we can see how human our our heroes and our athletes are yeah
0: yeah so that's it man but uh that's it i got nothing left man this has been another episode bro if you got anything any parting words or uh th- anything on your mind go ahead and tell them now if not man go ahead and give me social media yo
1: shout out to them drake
0: fans yeah.
1: i'll see y'all <laughs> out there hey how drake fans want to fight over drake it's not gonna happen oh somebody hey at baylor great on all social media platforms <laughs> I just got
0: interrupted. Sorry about yeah. that. Um, yeah. Shout out to you, Drake fan. <laughs> you guys can follow me at CEO Hayes, the H A I Z E. You can follow us collectively at The Breaks Radio. That's at The Breaks Radio. You can also send us a few uh, any feedback, questions, comments, concerns, TheBreaksRadio at gmail.com. We are the number one podcast for the culture, and we're out. Peace.
2: Whoa. Whoa, 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 This for all my niggas trapped in. Caught a case and made me back spin. I've been focused bringing racks in. This for all my niggas trapped in. This for all my niggas trapped in. Caught a case and made me back spin. I've been focused bringing racks in. This for all my niggas trapped in. yeah, yeah. For my niggas on their own time. Woah, I done ran up on a gold mine. Woah, little Henny made me roast like. Woah, cause I used to carry four fight Woah, I done seen a lot, done a lot. Yeah, dogs in it, see the paws in it. Trying to make it out like a saw victim. Bullets hit the whip and leave the car spinning. nigga still pip the butterfly. I done flooded high and evolved in it. nigga still on weird shit. Got an issue, but don't never call niggas. Seen a lot of niggas fall off. Come on, missing like a call off. Reason buzzer never start off. Tie him up and take em all off. Bigger picture, nigga, bigger picture. I been showing ass like I'm skinny dipping, Nigga, flow tighter than a penny picture. Imagine if I got the henny with him, Imagine if a nigga sell drugs. Yeah, I sell drugs cause the flow crack. Imagine I could cure the whole world with the the Coke flow, cuz it's dope raps. I done done a lot, seen a lot. Black skin, Filipino lives. This what happen when I dream a lot. Nigga dreams. This for all my niggas trapped in. Caught a case and made me back spin. I've been focused, bringing racks.